0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Down. So happy to be here with you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Hey, the music in the background as our Christmas has started here at That Sounds Fun. It's from our good buddy, Mr. Phil Wickham. His new album, Christmas, is amazing. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I mean, you already love what you're hearing in the background. I know. Make sure you grab a copy and gift a couple to your friends. Y'all can all be singing along. Okay, speaking of singing along, y'all... I am so excited about today's episode. I've been a fan of this guy's music for a while. We share a bunch of friends, but this is our first time sitting down and chatting. Many of you love listening to Zach Williams. I know you guys tell me this is who you want on the show, and I am thrilled he was able to make time to do it. So I hope you enjoyed today's conversation, getting back to work, but we're in the Christmas spirit. Happy Monday. Here's our conversation with Zach Williams. Bring that a little bit closer but you can keep eating your ice cream
1: thank okay. you i just didn't want to get it on the microphone
0: uh listen no the person who comes after you that gets to have a microphone that smells like peaches and biscuits it's gonna be fine
1: who's coming in after me
0: i don't know but they're gonna love you're it not- nobody's coming today
1: <laughs>
0: cool. you're the only one today um what can i just tell you you're the first artist to ever show up with ice cream really so thank you oh, you're welcome that was very kind of you and your team to bring a treat
1: yeah, we know what's up. Is
0: that how you roll everywhere? You always show up with a I'm treat? a foodie. <laughs> I'm a
1: foodie. Really? Yes. That's a true statement. True statement. I have a cookbook that I wrote. I'm
0: You're lying to me. You have a I'm cookbook? I'm a
1: Renaissance man. For real? No, seriously.
0: What is your cookbook? how Okay.
1: I wrote a little cookbook a few years ago that was just some recipes that my wife and kids and me like to cook at home uh-huh. cuz we just like when I'm off tour, yeah. Like I'm literally like going to Publix when I leave here today going to grab some stuff. We're doing ribeyes and this farro uh, risotto that I've been making. Yeah, and some broccolini with this, this like whole grain mustard aioli that I do on the grill. Oh my gosh! And so we're gonna do that tonight. But I did this cookbook, and so I just love food. I, 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 my mom sent me to college with a cookbook when I was 18, and yeah. it's like learn how to cook. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And so that freshman year, I tore my ankle up. Uh huh. Taught myself how to play guitar. Started watching Food Network. It was kind of this new thing that everybody was watching, and I was mesmerized by it. And I fell in love <laughs> with food and music, and just the the two for me are very similar. They like bring people together. Yeah. And so we've been doing this thing on my tour this um, this fall called a meet and greet.
0: Oh, and you spell meet with an A. I do.
1: And um And I had a kitchen built to pull behind the bus, the trailer. And so we have a chef from Napa Valley that's toured with me Dude. this entire tour.
0: This is why we need to be friends. Yeah,
1: made, made an entire, like, full-course meal before every show. And we come out and we give them this little swag bag with some, like, utensils and a cookbook and an apron, and I come talk and hang out. And it's every night of the tour, it's sold out, so it's pretty cool.
0: And I, I don't know your personality as well, but I'm seeing this with Lauren Daigle as well, who we share as a friend, is she is doing the painting thing. It yeah. feels like everybody is kind of deciding that their VIP experience—they're yeah. like their fans that travel to see them—who will pay that experience—are actually not just getting a handshake and a hug anymore. They're exactly. kind of getting I mean, who you are—it's
1: weird to me. It's always felt weird to me to like try to sell a ticket that costs money to come just come see me, right? Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, and so it was like, what do we? What can we do for people that, like you just said, want to travel and come to a show? That feels like it's worth it. Like, yeah. So this has been fun, and like, people. I mean, for me, it's been really cool just to hear the stories and the feedback we get. It's like, hey, we came to your thing last night, and we sat across the table from some people we didn't even know. Yeah. Ended up set with them at the show. Ended up exchanging numbers afterwards. Now we're gonna hang out next week. It's like that's really cool, you know. It's <laughs> really so cool. It's it's neat just how how that food, music, it brings people from all walks of life together.
0: Um, forgive me for not knowing this, but you live in Nashville.
1: I live in Spring Hill. Spring Hill. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me
0: where, as a foodie, what are your Nashville places? Oh, man. Or you can do um, Spring Hill places.
1: Uh, I like uh, Fifth and Taylor over Brother. in Germantown. That listen. Place is good. You show me that yeah. sausage
0: biscuit thing at the start? Yep. That's no joke. That
1: place is good. Um, I haven't been to, and I don't know, it might just be, I haven't been to Bourbon Steak yet, the new place on top of the Marriott or whatever. Mm-hmm. I heard it's good, but then I've also heard it's just like, overpriced, like, mm-hmm. for the view. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I like these little hole-in-the-wall places. We go over to 210 Jack for ramen. Yes. Um I'm trying to think of some other places. That's
0: a great answer. 210 yeah. Jack is a deep yeah. pool. That, yeah. That's that's the real that's deal.
1: That's a fun one. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the problem is, is I'm on the road, so yeah. I don't get to go. I will say if you're ever in Manhattan, um, Momofuku oh. ramen, is the best I've ever had in my
0: life in your life.
1: And there's one in the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. That's it's the same place. Yeah, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: So one of the things I f- struggle with on the road is getting to be a getting to a local restaurant. It's like one of the things that I always want to yeah. do, but we don't always have time to do. But how how do you pick where you're going to go? Do you try to go? eat on the road somewhere or do you just stick at the venue because you've got the meet and greet and you don't have enough time? A lot
1: of times we do um, stay at the venue but then we like, there's every once in a while there's like that rare day where there's like something that looks cool that's close Uh and a few weeks ago we were, where were we at? And we, I don't even remember but it doesn't matter. I see this like Latin fusion place across the street uh-huh. and I skipped lunch and went over there <laughs> and they were serving this guacamole with fried plantains and I had this big old thing of seafood paella uh-huh. and it was so stinking good Um and then we always try to find like the off the like off the path bus yep. food for the night so oh teach know, me this it's teach like me this. no we don't want to do B-dubs we no. don't want to do pizza so it's like try to find the most random crazy thing so some nights we find Uh, Like, some really good Thai food out on the road. Like, just like the old school, like, greasy burger joints that's, like, feels like they've not cleaned their grill and... Since the place opened, you know what I that's mean? That's how I feel about bold peanuts. I'm those, like, if that yeah. pot
0: is disgusting, yeah. I want your peanuts so, out of there.
1: Bold peanuts. I was born in Florida, so that's a staple. Yeah. Oh, listen, I love those.
0: I just made them for the first time. I'm 39 years old and I've just made them for the first time last weekend and I'm yeah. proud. My dad I'm makes proud them. of myself.
1: My dad loves to do that. Oh, and those things are so good. They're so but, good. But yeah, just trying to find like something that's not your typical like chain. Yeah. You know, it, it def, it's like a morale booster when the guys get on the bus and see, you know. Things of Thai food yeah. sitting around. It's like, oh, this is, we're not having wings to get, uh, you know, like hot wings or yeah. pizza. So it's pretty cool. So this
0: is a technical conversation for me because I'm 2020 is when I start headlining bus tours. And so this is the first time this has been not like f- all fly dates. I yeah. normally do all fly dates, yep. but we're switching it up next year. So, bus is
1: going to change your life.
0: Oh, I've done one run and it was,
1: it is like, it's the best thing ever. Man, you can, oh, yeah. Flights mess me up, like my back, my neck, everything, mm-hmm. dragging stuff out. like I just love the fact that like I have my own little home on the road, the yeah. suitcases there, everything I need.
0: How many buses are y'all running for a tour right now?
1: Right now we have two out, Okay, uh, two with a big truck, 18-wheeler, and my kitchen. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the kitchen. Yeah. Do you, on your bus, are y'all like 12 full, or are y'all condo, or do you have your back? Uh, you?
1: Both buses are running about 10 people right now. Oh, my
0: gracious. So. You're really doing it, mm-hmm. y'all! Are, I bet I bet three buses is knocking on the door, huh?
1: It could be, yeah. yeah. Well, we actually three buses will be out on the um, spring tour, yeah. So,
0: congratulations! Thank you. That's awesome. It is pretty crazy. So, talk yeah, about the feeling because so many people listen and have this in their <clears throat> workplace in one way or another. Yeah. When you suddenly blink and you're like, oh, not only am I like doing the thing, yeah, but like because I get to do this thing, I also get to provide for other people's families too.
1: Yeah. Well, it's for me. I mean. It's so funny because I spent so long on the road in a, in a band before this, like mm-hmm. Southern rock band that I toured in for years. And I have to pinch myself now, you know, when you go out and see like an 18 wheeler or uh, mm-hmm. two buses, because yeah. I literally toured for like two and a half years in a box truck that we <gasps> bought from like a Sears. As Zach Williams
0: or when you were in the. When
1: I was in my old band. like Lord have mercy. We had a box truck that we bought from like one of the Sears distribution centers Get that had right like here. the lift gate on the back. Uh huh. And we literally cut a hole out in the cab so that we could crawl in through the front two seats. (laughs) And we took all the seats out of our old, like, Dodge church bus van Uh thing. And we bolted three seats down in the back of this thing, put a cargo net up. We would put all our gear behind this cargo net. And we built a couple of, like, beds on one wall where we could put, you know, like, air mattresses and our pillows. And then we had a converter. In the cigarette lighter that had, like, six cables running out of it. We had a DVD and a TV mounted. And then, you know, we had a fan on the side of the thing for exhaust. Yeah. And literally would ride in this thing, like, and never got pulled over. Had we ever gotten pulled over, we'd have went to jail. I mean,
0: for sure. But
1: I remember one summer in particular touring in Texas, and it being, like, 106 or 107 degrees, and all of us coming back from Texas in our underwear – yeah. Setting in that box truck with a cooler full of ice and a fan blowing off of the cooler to try to cool us down because there was no air. Yeah. And so now I look out and I can see that. And it's just like, yeah. man, you know, for me, it's like, God, it's so good, like yeah. what he's done. So yeah. it's really cool.
0: It just feels like um, I'm watching it with some of my friends. I'm experiencing it on a m- much smaller level than you of getting to go, like, not only is my dream coming true, yeah, but all these people. Yeah, are getting to do exactly. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It is more than you know when you're signing up for this, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and it's and I mean it's a big it's a responsibility too, but still, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, how long? When did you switch from the Southern Rock band to being a solo artist?
1: I came back from a tour in 2012 and had this complete like come to Jesus moment. I was. I was just in a really dark place. I'd been traveling for years. I'd gotten so caught up in the lifestyle, drugs and alcohol, and I was just... You Were know, you already I, a Christian? I, I wasn't. I was I was raised in church. Um, my dad actually was a worship leader, so, I, I mean, I was around it. I knew who Jesus was, and if you would have asked me, I would have told you I was a Christian, sure. you know, just because I was kind of in the Bible belts where yep. I grew up. But there was nothing about my life other than... The fact that I knew there was a God out there that loved mm-hmm. me, and I had a, my parents had really, you know, built that foundation in an early age, but totally wasn't living it. Me and my wife were struggling; we were on the verge of a divorce, and she was pregnant with our fourth child. And I was just, I was just searching. And I remember we were leaving for a month to go to Europe, and uh, she kind of told me that if I didn't make some changes, she wasn't going to be around. And mm. I just remember one night on the tour, kind of having this come to Jesus, like, you know, if you show me that you're real, I'm done with this lifestyle. Mm. And a few days later, we were driving across Spain, and our guy that was driving our Sprinter van was scanning stations, and it stopped on a Christian station in Spain, and I heard Redeemed by Big Daddy Weave come across the radio station. And I heard about 30 seconds of it, and the guy turned the station and went to the hotel room and looked that song up and just listened to it over and over. Called my wife that night, and I was like, hey, I'm quitting my band. She was like, what? And she just, she thought I was nuts, yeah. you know. She was like, you're not quitting your band. She was like, that's that's who that's that's who you are. Like, that's your identity. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm done. And I'm going to come home and cancel the rest of our shows, and we're going to find a church to start going to. And so literally came home, quit my band. It Sad. was all it was a huge breakup with all these guys I'd been in, you yeah. know, involved in. And I didn't really have an explanation for anybody other than just like, I'd had this like, experience experience and like I needed to do what was best for myself and my family and you know we we started going to this church and within a year I launched a campus working at this church my and uh and then all of this everything that's happened within the last six seven years has just been a pretty quick thing <laughs> so you know I've put, spent been 20 years of my life playing music now you know yeah. signed a record deal at 38 years old it was just pretty wild so.
0: When you, th- I mean, when you tell the story and you say a year later I planted a campus, yeah. In the middle, it's it it's takes a second to say a year later. When, rem- you're, when you're living in the middle of that year.
1: Yeah, and I remember literally like, <laughs> I remember thinking this church just gave me keys uh-huh. to this church like, and, and it didn't burn down. Like, yeah. what is going on? You yeah. know, like, and I think there was probably a lot of people thinking the same thing. But I remember when the pastor came to me and asked me. You know, if I'd be interested in helping them launch a campus, he was like, we've been watching your family for about a year, you and your family, and we want to re- reach out to people that were struggling just like you with the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, would you be willing to do this? He was like, we're going to let you pick the music. We're going to let you do this. It's going to be a simulcast service, so you don't have to worry about anything other than just leading worship. We're going to pipe in one of the pastors, and we're going to do this in the gym. And I was like, well, I don't let me let me think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole thing, it's like, It's been really cool just in the last year to kind of look back and see what God's done. Just honestly, in the last 20 years, it's kind of what this record I wrote was about, just reflecting on everything. But my dad owned a construction company, and I've worked for him. I worked for him from the time I was about 15, 16 years old, like pretty pretty full-time worked for him until I was 33. And he listened to Christian radio every single day on the job site. And I used to hate it. I was like, Dad— like, this is so cheesy. And and all these dudes would make fun of him. You know, all these big burly construction guys would always throw a fit. And he always joked and said, you know, you guys get here before I do in the morning. You can pick the radio station. Mm-hmm. But he always beat everybody to work. Yeah. And, and, and I just remember thinking, like, that was such a God thing to, like, use my dad to plant those songs in my head. And Because whenever I started leading worship at church. I didn't know the songs, but it was like they were part of my DNA. Like mm-hmm. I had heard these songs my whole life. You could just pull them back. And up, I was just yeah. like, hey, I know that song. I know that song. Let's right. let's do this Sunday morning. And so it was like, even though I was living this other lifestyle at night and playing bars and clubs and traveling four days a week and then coming in and working, I was hearing this message every day for pretty much my entire life. Uh-huh. And then just, you know, over and over. And it Okay, just let me tell you I what I
0: thought when I've been listening through Rescue Story. What? <laughs> I kept thinking I and one of your radio friends is in the room so I feel a little of your, <laughs> uh, label friends I kept thinking what made him he's so good what made him want to be on Christian radio yeah because I thought why is he not opening for Stapleton <laughs> and why are you know yeah. so but you talking about that
1: yeah, that's it I've lived that other lifestyle I don't want to do it yeah. I do not want to do that. And Christian, I, mean,
0: I, I hope that comes across right because Christian artists are very talented. True, but, no, no, no. But there aren't a lot of people in your genre in Christian yeah. music. There are particularly. I don't listen to anybody else that does your kind of country rock in Christian. That's any yeah good. Well, and you you're know, really good.
1: Well, thank you. I was glad that it worked because honestly, when when I recorded that first record, I I thought, man, there's nothing really doing. Nobody's doing it so. Maybe there's a reason why, because it doesn't work in Christian music. But, <laughs> right. You know, I was like, I, my, my, I'm praying that it does, because it's the only thing I know how to do. Like, yeah. If if I can't just be who I am. So I didn't want to change, like, my sound or the thing. Like, You know, the message has changed some. But if, even if you go back and listen to my older music, you, you can hear that older music and go, that kid grew up in church. Uh-huh. Like, he knows uh-huh. there's something out there. You know, That's was how I feel something. about Mumford and Sons. Do you yeah. ever listen? To yeah, them where oh yeah,
0: like, yeah. Y'all know, yeah. y'all know the same Jesus yeah, I know. Exactly. Well, it
1: was like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's it's just, but yeah, I mean, I I don't want to do I don't want to do anything else. I feel like God has me exactly where I'm supposed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. The rescue story album is so good. Thanks. And I I just was yeah I was blown away by it. This as I've been listening to it, it came out October fourth, and just listening to it the last month, I've been like. Man, this dude's no joke. I mean, I already knew because we share a bazillion friends, all the Winter Jam people, you know. Um, But I thought, gosh, I am so interested to know. It it feels like such a compliment to our faith when people that are as good as you choose to make art for us. Awesome. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that's really generous of you. Thank you. But I also, I mean, you tried the other side. I did, you know, and I feel
1: like I spent a long time trying it. And if I can spend the rest of my life doing this, Mm -hmm. talking about Jesus and it's still not enough why like I said I I spent too many years living for the devil you know what I mean like I feel like if I can spend the rest of my life doing it it's never going to be enough to repay him for what he's done for me yeah
0: gosh there's have to be so many people listening who want to feel like what you said of I'm in the exact right spot this is exactly who I want to be and what I'm doing how did you know how can they figure that out for themselves?
1: I mean Sorry, it's I'm going to make th- you pastor for a minute. Well, since you I ran think a it's church. You it is different for everybody. For me, um there's there was two times for me that I really like like trying to the first time trying to figure out like really what God had planned, what he was doing was when I got saved me and my wife were really just spending the first several months of our like new re- relationship with Christ like just being in any kind of thing that the church had available. Every Wednesday night there was some kind of class or a group or Was we she already
0: a- Christian too or did she No, we both at the same, same time. time. like oh. she
1: she she's got a really rocky past as well. And um so we were both just like hungry and find we found ourselves in like anything that was open at the church. Yeah. And we were going and sharing our story with anybody that would listen. And um she signed up to go with some women from uh the church one Sunday to to speak at a women's prison and she just wanted to go share her testimony and mm-hmm. be a part of it. And I stayed home with our kids. And she came home and was like, couldn't stop talking about it. She was like, the next time there's a chance, you're going with me. And I was like, "Nah, no. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's something I want to do. And I had literally quit playing music at the time. I was just, I was taking a break. Like, yeah. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Like, But I had just kind of started, like, writing some new music that had these, like, you know, kind of, faith-based lyrics and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I could just tell things were changing and shifting. And she was like, no, you're going to go. And I was like, I I really don't know, like, if that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And so she goes behind my back and signs me up Mm. with one of the pastors at our church. (laughs) And, of course, I went. But she was like, I want you to, she was like, take your guitar, play some of those new songs you've been writing, like, and let's just go share our story. Mm. And so we did. And I just remember that day, There were like 35 women that gave their life to the Lord at this prison. Wow. And I had a guy with me playing guitar, and we looked up. We were like – we had our eyes closed. I'm I'm playing this song. And I look up and see it, and I'm just like in tears. I can't even hardly like hold it together. And I couldn't even hardly talk about it for like months after I got back. But I remember that day, like it was almost like somebody just like popped me in the back of the head, and it was like God going, dude, if you need a a moment, an aha moment, like – this is it. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want you to do. These are the songs, the people, the places that I want you to play these things. And so that was a very clear, like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Like, maybe I've been wasting my time mm-hmm. with this, you know, talent for all these years doing this other thing. And then a few months later, the church that we were going to, you know, starts talking to me about leading worship every once in a while. And I remember the first time I stood on stage and led worship, it was the first time that I ever remember feeling like, comfortable on a stage in mm-hmm. my own skin because all these years that I'd been this front man for this rock band I had just felt like a phony I felt like I had created this other l- oh
0: you were the front man you just yeah. weren't in it so when you yeah. left yeah they lost the front yeah
1: man. it was oh, my Zach. name it was like Zach Williams in the Reformation
0: Wow. and when I quit
1: it was like but yeah but so when but I had this other band it was like I had created this whole other persona this guy yeah. that's like front man that you got to be, you know, Uh like everybody look at me and this performance, and, like, I was never that guy. Uh My wife would always, you know, and I hated being that guy. I was married, and I didn't like being that guy and having all these girls at show. And it was just so weird to me that I had to put on this show.
0: Uh
1: And I just remember when I stood on stage for the first time leading worship one Sunday morning, it just hit me. I was like, wow, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it ain't about me. Like, it wasn't about me or the songs or anything at all. It was just about... I can stand on this stage and sing and I feel completely comfortable in my skin. And it's all because I'm just having a moment with God. Like this vertical relationship. Wow. And so it was like very clear. I told Mm. my wife when I come back from like that service, I was like, I think I'm supposed to be leading worship at church, Mm. you know? And she didn't she didn't know it, you know, that the church was gonna ask me to, you know, launch a campus. And a few months later, that's when it all happened. I was just like I think that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And and whenever the the record deal happened, we were both completely content. Like we were just in the happiest place we could ever be, just living our life, going to church. Like I was working for a church full time. Like I thought, man, I'm playing music Here's every life. week. Yeah. This is what I want to do. And then all of a sudden, some guy comes to church and sees me and hears me and and offers me to come over and write some music. And then and then me and him wrote Chainbreaker together.
0: That, and just then, just like and that. And just
1: like that. Like the third trip to Nashville, I wrote Chainbreaker oh with a guy named Jonathan Smith and a girl named Mia Fields. Ah, I love Mia. And yeah, and so we, um, you know, and it was one of those songs that happened really fast. Mm-hmm. And I drove home to Arkansas, and I prayed that God would take this song all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't signed to a record deal or anything. And for six more months, I drove back and forth to Nashville just writing songs. And eventually somebody at the label heard the song, and they played it in a meeting for the entire staff. And the very next day, they offered me a deal just off the demo. And I'd never played a song or a show or anything never. until until a Momentum radio event.
0: Yeah, I've been down there. About
1: six months after I signed yeah. my deal. And it was like, are we sure that we did this right? Like, has anybody heard this guy I play before? And <laughs> everybody's like, no, but trust me, it's going to be fine. And like the label like shut down and brought everybody out to this performance. And I was just like, this is either going to be a train wreck
0: uh-huh.
1: or this is going to help launch this thing and it it worked out perfect. Like God just prepared me for the whole thing.
0: Yeah, because what non national people don't know is usually when that happens they will have y'all do a little show here. Yeah. And all the record labels come and some friends and whatever will come see you do a practice round. And that had been the talk. Like
1: let's do a showcase. Let's get a band. And then then it and then uh, there was never a showcase or a band. It was just (laughs) Just hey we heard your song in front of every radio we wanna offer you a record deal and I was like hang on a second what did you just say and I'm like I'm sitting in my office getting ready to do a, like a Wednesday night practice with my church band and yeah. my wife and kids had showed up and I was just like wait a minute are y'all offering me a record deal and they were like yeah and I was just like what so yeah. it's crazy
0: Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Zach to tell you about some of our friends making today's shows possible. I love how you guys always come up and talk to me about a couple of our sponsors and Flamingo is absolutely one of them. Personal care is just that. It's personal, but y'all love talking to me about it. But what is important to you and your hair removal routine this fall and winter? Is it that pre-holiday party, getting ready, super special time just to yourself? Or is it having super smooth legs, even if no one can see them? Or sliding, this is my favorite, sliding into cozy sheets and fresh pajamas after shaving. Flamingo makes body care for women with hair. It's a great razor, shave gel, body lotion that works. Flamingo was started by a group of women at Harry's, which is a men's shaving brand, who realized they were only using men's razors because there wasn't an option that felt right for them. And as y'all know, hair removal, especially in the winter, can be such a chore, and that is okay. But the Flamingo Shave Set is anything but routine. It's a $22 value, but for you guys, it is $16 with free shipping. You get the Flamingo Razor, two five-blade cartridges, a body lotion, a foaming shave gel, a shower hook, and a reusable pouch. I absolutely love it. I have one that I keep at home. I have one for my travel bag when I go on trips and i absolutely love the closeness and the comfort of the shave and i love the razor it's so easy to handle the whole thing is just my the best shaving experience i've ever had think about it you probably spend more than $16 on razors and blades already and with the flamingo shave set you can upgrade for less or the same as you're already paying now it comes with the flamingo razor foaming shave gel body lotion, shower hook, and reusable travel pouch. So to get your Flamingo shave set for just $16 with free shipping today, go to shopflamingo.com slash Annie. Again, that's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And another sponsor we are grateful for is Uncommon Goods. I love that you guys are already telling us about what you are finding on their website. Listen, it is such a fun Website to shop around, to look for things that are perfect gifts for the people in your life. For some people in my life, I found a beautiful cheese board, uh, some great candles, some beautiful jewelry. Listen, this is the best website because they just have a ton of handcrafted, really personal items that are beautiful and unique and it's just fun to peruse it is a really fun website to just sit down and look through and then you end up ordering a bunch of things they have unique fun beautiful things for you your home your garden your office all of it they have cool and unusual gifts for any occasion if you love unique things you're probably going to want everything you see that is my problem I want everything I see their team scours the globe looking for the most unique creative things they can find things that you can't find anywhere else So, for people who are searching for something truly unique, whether for yourself or for a gift for others for Christmas or a birthday. This is the website for you. And I love that Uncommon Goods donates a dollar from every purchase and has given more than $2 million to nonprofit organizations like Rain, the Rape and Abuse and Incest National Network, and the IRC, the International Rescue Committee. They support good causes like paid family leave, a fair living wage, which you know matters to us here. And they don't sell products made with fur, feather, or leather. And they support small businesses like all of us, so many of us have, and local artists. Uncommon Goods wants to help you discover your new favorite thing. They're offering our friends an exclusive deal on your first purchase. Just go to uncommongoods.com slash that sounds fun to receive $5 off your first purchase. That's uncommongoods.com slash that sounds fun to receive $5 off your first purchase. And now back to the show with Zach. I mean, it just feels like if yeah. I'm tracking with the theme correctly, and this could be true for any of us that that you couldn't have known where this was going, but you walked through the next right door.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had no idea. Like, I, well, at the end of the day, I was like, my dad has a construction company. And I can always lead worship. Yeah, and I, I've always I joke with everybody all the time at the label. I'm like, if this next song doesn't work. I'm, I'm going to finish sheetrock next year. Like, yeah. I don't – I'm going to do that. I can still yeah. remember how to do that. So
0: That's how I used to um, teach elementary school, and I'm always like, yeah. there's always kids. Exactly. There's always schools. You know? If this so, stops working, i got schools I can teach in.
1: But, you know, I, I hope that's not the case. I, I mean, I love what I'm Me doing. Too. So
0: Yeah, it just is – I mean, I think for any of us, probably the majority of the people listening and myself, we aren't trying to be musicians, but we all are trying to figure it out. Yeah. and And to hear you just go, yeah, I just – the next right thing was going to prison. And then you felt that thing. Yeah. That thing on the inside that goes like, I am on fire <laughs> yeah. over this.
1: Well, the thing is, is like, I've said this a lot since that prison date, like, and I've heard other people say it, but I think the biggest thing, like, God wants to hear you say sometimes is, I'll go, like, period. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, if he hears you say that, sometimes maybe he doesn't send you, but he wanted to know that you were willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And then when he does send you, even when you're not prepared to go in, the second you open your mouth, or the second you feel uncomfortable, it's like he sits there and taps you on the shoulder. And is like, "I mm-hmm. got this," mm-hmm. you know. So it works out, and he um, has everything planned for you.
0: This is a hard question. You can say, "I don't want to answer that, Annie." And I'll be fine. Um, we'll still be friends. Uh, people could look at your story and see all the things you've gained. Yeah. In the last six years, mm-hmm. over through walking through those doors, can you identify things that you lost by being obedient?
1: That I lost. Is there mm.
0: anything you grieve that didn't or anything that changed that was like, well, that was hard?
1: I think the relationship with the guys that were in my band mm-hmm. was hard. But I think that God is working those relationships out now. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. They're coming back together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's taken some time yeah, because I think your typical reaction, and it would be my reaction too, is, well, I hope that guy right. fails. Right. Like, let's see how long this lasts. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's a lot of people's reaction to a lot of things. Probably sure. a, probably a lot of people's reaction to Kanye right now. Let's just wait and see how long this lasts. But the thing is, God has, like, rekindled and remolded yeah. those friendships that yeah. I had. And now they're, like, they're able to see, like, oh, this just wasn't some dude, like, going off on some wild thing that, like, he thought he had to go s- see and do. Like, it, yeah. it was, like, a literal, like, change. because. Yeah like I said I tried so hard to make all these things happen on my own and now just to have them happen the way they've happened it's it's for me I can totally just tell that it was a God thing mm-hmm. and I mean I think God is putting those relationships back together now for me and if there's anything that would be the one thing I can say that yeah. was kind of lost yeah. but everything else has been so much better on the on this side of, the, of of it that even my worst days with Jesus are better than my best days before so yeah yeah
0: tell me why you named the i hate asking questions that i'm sure you've answered before
1: oh you know the answer to this
0: i know why you named it rescue rescue story (laughs)
1: yeah uh um well i mean because it's
0: not your first album so it's it's, not like it's
1: not my first album um
0: and the cover art's beautiful by the way whoever did the cover art yeah that's sick
1: thank you well we that was the idea behind that was to do a different piece of artwork for every song. Yeah. So if you have the physical C D it's really cool because you can open up and look through it and each single is a different mm, yeah. artwork for that. Um but just I mean, for me this song, I feel like this album we wrote like almost forty songs for this album.
0: Get out of my life. You wrote yeah. forty songs. I had when and I, what's I started 13, 12? work 12?
1: Only ten right now. 10. I mean, we've got a we got a handful of songs still setting out to, like, do stuff with. Let's but,
0: go. I like but that. But we
1: wrote them. Welcome because, to 2019 yeah. where you don't
0: have to put it all on the record. Yeah.
1: So I was like, I had a goal of 50 songs for this album. and Why? I, so you could I just, pick through them? Yeah. I just I just wanted to with write.
0: Respect an overachiever, buddy.
1: I just wanted to write 50 songs because I knew that if I could write 50 songs, there would be maybe 10 good ones on it. You know You what write mean? all of them?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I co-wrote, co-wrote. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, if if we can do 50, then surely there's 10 songs that we can pick from, you know? And um, there ended up being a lot more than that that we really liked. But for me, we picked the 10 that felt like encompassed my rescue story. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. could like bookend off of each other. So yeah. when you're listening to it, they all can stand alone, but they also all feel like they belong on this record. Yeah. And, um, you know, this record for me was like the first time in the last three years since the Chainbreaker album came out that I've – kind of sat back and had a chance to like soak some of this in and just see what has happened and what God's done and and so while we were working on it we started you know thinking about these ideas and things that had happened in my life and I just kind of went back to 20 years ago to to the things that that I missed that God was doing in my life when Mm. I started started playing music and the the parties that he you know kept me safe driving home from or the places that he kept me out of and the people that you know, he put in my life to keep me away from certain things or you know and and I was like man I I always just looked at those things as like luck or circumstance mm-hmm. or like oh there's you know chance that that happened and I never really put it together that like he was really there just like moving things out of them yeah. and putting it all together and and so this record was kind of like this this whole reflecting on that and I think I think for me, I probably wrote the same song 10 different times or maybe even 40 different times, you know, because of this season that I was in. And I'm sure the next record will be different. I'll be mm-hmm. somewhere else and being, you know, but it just felt like it felt like a book to me. The songs felt like a story. Yeah. And so Rescue Story was a very personal song for me. You know, it's, it kind of takes me back to the 2012 when I, got in my bedroom floor on my knees in my closet, moved all my boots out of the way and just Mm -hmm. asked God to come live in my life. And like that realization that he was there with me in that room was like, that's my rescue story. That's where it started. And so, you know, I wanted people to hear this album and like, you know, maybe either be reminded or, you know, want to go, want to go find the rescue story. Like want to go make that Mm -hmm. commitment to follow God.
0: So. We talk a lot about here about praying on your knees. Yeah, We just, do you do it a lot or is it only in the big moments or what's your... No,
1: I do. Um, That was the first time I'd ever done it. I mean, I just, I remember growing up like in church and I just always thought that was so silly. Yeah. Uh, You know, and as you got older, you know, obviously it's not a really macho thing to think about, you know, and I was so caught up in all that stuff before I gave my life to the Lord. Like I was so caught up in like the cool, what's cool, you know, being Uh cool that uh, I would have never done that. Mm -hmm. But when you get broken and when you're just in that place, that's your last resort, mm-hmm. And there was something powerful that happened to me that day, yeah. and, you know, it changed my life. So, um, no, I, I find myself hitting my knees more and more, you know, because I still struggle, and I still yeah. – who, who doesn't, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Yesterday, t- yesterday, day before yesterday, in my kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I literally was like – something was so spinning in my brain that yeah. I was like, okay, you know what, I just – so I was like on the tile. i was yeah. like, Lord, I just need to hand this back to you again. Yeah. Cause I can't, I like can't even reheat soup with, <laughs> and, and not feel without peace. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just have found, and we've talked a lot about it on the show and with my friends who are listening, we've talked about a ton of um, how different it is if you will just hand it, it, just if you just change yourself. your posture. Yeah, yeah. It is.
1: It's such a, yeah. Exactly.
0: What was it like? Have you met Big Daddy Weave, I'm sure, oh, yeah. and stuff. And yeah. what was it like when you told them the story of Redeemed?
1: Well, the first time I told them the story, um, I was sitting in the in the driveway of my house in Arkansas. Uh-huh. My wife was getting our kids ready for school and this radio station that had heard me share the story at my first official show, uh-huh. you know, as an artist. Um asked me if I could call in on this date and share this story because they had Big Daddy Weave in the studio. Oh, wow. And so I go out because it was the only place quiet enough to get was sitting <laughs> right? in my garage. <laughs> and I call in and shared this story with Mike. And then they they were one of the first people to take me out on tour. And so I have really? probably toured with them 60 shows. <gasps> Bull. And, and have you told this story every I, I show? Told that story. I've told that story so many times. I bet. But the coolest part about the whole thing is – while we were on tour together, it was right after Jay had had his feet amputated, mm-hmm. and they had gone through this just really dark season with with him. Their father was not healthy; he was really sick, and they were just really in a dark spot. Yeah. And Mike and we were talking about songs on the bus one day, and I, you know, I was just like, "Man, dude, your song like saved my life." Like, mm-hmm. and 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 telling these stories, and and he was like, "Well, you know, like, do you have anything that you've written that like?" you know maybe you're not gonna do anything with and I was like I have a song that I wrote a year ago and the day I wrote it I turned and said this feels like Big Daddy with uh-huh. he was like well, what's the song and I'm like well check this out so I had the demo
0: uh-huh
1: played him the demo he listens to it he's like hour later I he's he's in the venue somewhere I'm still on the bus he texts me he's like hey can you send me the mp3 and the lyrics to that so I send it to him yeah and then two days later he comes to me he's like hey we uh we called your publisher. We put that song on hold. We're going to record it. And I was like, "You serious?" And then it was it was their lead single, alive on their yeah. Li- on the oh CD yeah, record. of course. So, so yeah.
0: And that's yours. So it
1: was really cool to be full circle, like just to Lord have the Lord, the Lord whole, just do that. Sometimes I know, and it's like really cool. So yeah,
0: I find myself there. There have been two things in the last year where I've gone like. I didn't even know. I wouldn't have thought to ask you for that. Yeah. That's so above yeah. what I could have even dreamed up. Uh, You're crazy. But it's crazy. And that's the
1: thing. It's like God just showing out and yeah. doing God things. Yeah, so. that's
0: right. Uh, can we talk about your song with Dolly Parton? Yeah. I love her. Her face is on my license plate. I just need to you to know. Are you kidding me? Would I ever joke about that, Zach Williams? Awesome. We've been friends for such a long time. You know better. Oh, I would never kid. I that have her face awesome. on my driver's license. I mean, on my driver's license, <laughs> on my license plate. I adore her. So I'm guessing if she's on your record, y'all are like actually friends or something. Y'all know each other. She knows your face. She
1: knows my face. Yeah. Uh, she did invite me to rec- You know, we rehearsed in her um, private studio for <gasps> on this, Twelve South for this tour. No, she has a new place that she just built out in oh, Laverne.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And uh, she invited us to use the studio for two rehearsals, and so. You're like, day, cancel that stuff yeah. at
0: soundcheck. We got yeah. somewhere to go. <laughs> Last day of two
1: rehearsals, she was in there with her band getting ready for her uh, week at the Opry. Yeah. And I had a chance to go by and talk to her, and she was telling me how excited she was about the song and looking forward to the CMA performance. So, yeah. I mean, she's the real deal. She was so nice.
0: I want her to be. Yeah. I know she's the real deal. I
1: mean, you don't have a career as long as she's had and not be real. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, she is. Totally not forgotten where she came from. Yeah. And still knows what it's like to be the the little guy. Yeah. She just had a way of like making you feel like you were the only person here in this room.
0: When y'all are to. recording that song, mm-hmm. it's not y'all are in the th- studio together, are you?
1: We were, yeah. You
0: were. You got yeah. to do it together.
1: Well, we didn't actually do it at the same time. <laughs> uh-huh. She did her part. Uh-huh. And we were looking at each other through a window. And it was crazy because I thought, well, she's gonna come in, do this really quick and leave. Uh-huh. And we get there and her her uh, manager's like. She got up like 3 o'clock this morning and started working on her parts. Like, she loves this song. Oh, my God. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And she's he was like, no. She didn't even make it through half the course when we played it for the first time when she said, I want to be on this song. And so she showed up and was there for like four hours. <clears> and <throat> she would do a part and be like, oh, y'all, hang on. I can do a better one. Like, just give me another one. She's like, I'm feeling the spirit. Like, let me <laughs> let me have another take. And then she'd ask us. And she'd be like, now, what do you think? Now, tell me if you don't like it. And I'm like, you're Dolly Parton. Like yeah. What am I going to say? Yeah. You know, there was like one spot in the song. It's like the very end of that song. And I just remember the day she did it in the studio. I turned to my producer. I was like, I was like, I feel like I just got tucked into bed. Like yeah. by Dolly Parton. Yeah. I just feel like she just put me in bed. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. What did so you, nice.
0: it's so And what you experienced of her is who you believe she was before you met yeah, her.
1: Yeah. It's, it's who you hope. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, man, I hope she's Nice and Isn't awesome? that a funny
0: thing? Have you had it? Don't tell me who, unless you really <laughs> want to tell me who. I mean, because I've had the other experience too. More nine. I've out met of 10 some times. people. I won't say their names. Right, but right. I, right. I have, but nine out of ten times, you're like, oh, I'm, you are you and I, you and yeah. I. And like, you Zach hope that, is that exactly it's exactly like, who I hoped you were. You was. hope
1: it's like, oh, well, we were in the airport. Yeah, they were having a right, bad day. Right. Or they went to DMV. Right. You know. You don't yeah. Know. So that's
0: what I was gonna say. Talk to the person who's out there who met me at an airport. And I had just gotten dumped, and they didn't know.
1: Actually, his name is David, and I talked to him at the Ryman the other night. (laughs) And this is really funny because my wife brought him backstage after the show, Uh and she brought him up to our friends and family room. Apparently, he sat by my dad at the Ryman when we Uh played our show and and realized who my dad was halfway through the show. Okay. And my wife was there, and she saw him just like worshiping in Fear is a Liar. Yeah. And they get to talking, and he's like, yeah, I work it. Work at Nashville at at the airport, and I'm in TSA. And yeah, your husband comes in there all the time. And I tried to talk to him one one morning, and he just looked like he was in a bad mood. And I was like, Oh no, no! I hope I didn't. Hope I wasn't mean. Yeah. And he was like, No, you you were you were you weren't mean. I could just tell that like you just weren't happy to be there. And so I was like, Well, dude, I'm so sorry. I was like, From now on, I know your face. I was like, If yeah. I ever see you again. Yeah. But he was like the nicest guy, big old guy, like yeah. just. Muscled up, and I was like, "Man!" And but my wife was like, "He was there by himself, came to see your concert." And I was like, "Super cool." That's really cool. Yeah, so, because
0: the problem is, we are humans. Yeah. You and I, and everyone who gets recognized in public, and who
1: wants to be at the airport, uh, right? Honestly, <laughs>
0: right. I mean. And so it just is always hard for me because I, because for David, for your David, that, and for other people, that's their one chance that they're seeing you in public. And if I'm having an off moment. And they don't know it. I carry that. And so then, but then you also don't want to be a fake human. I don't want to be a robot every time I'm in public.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, how do you sort out the balance of that? You just apologize when you meet him again?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. That's what I told him. I was like, dude, so sorry. You know, could have been having a bad day. But I mean, at the same, it's like you just said, at the end of the day, we're just real people. Yeah. Like, I go to Publix and buy my groceries uh-huh. just like everybody else. Uh-huh. I've gotten to know my, my, Guys in the meat market really well, yeah. so they give me the, the good cuts. Yeah, and you know it's like just be be nice to everybody. You Don't do just, keep
0: dropping Publix. Why are you so bougie? Why can't you go to Kroger? Because
1: honestly, it's the, it's the closest one of my. House. <laughs> right uh, as my soon house. as I drive out I'm of my kidding. neighborhood, it's <laughs> you can there. Go to and I do they they're Greenwise. I'm you know I'm giving them some yeah, yeah. love here. But they're, but their Greenwise ribeyes, I would put them up really close to um.
0: Really, good. okay, really good. Wow. No nope Ted. Yeah, well and
1: done. Not as, you know. Yeah. Pricey. Talk
0: about playing the Ryman.
1: Dream come true. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was like, I remember when I first started writing music and playing playing songs. We came over here, you know, my early 20s with a bunch of guys and went to the Country Music Hall of Fame and walked into the Ryman and did all that stuff. And I was just like, you know, how cool would it be to get to play here one day? And uh, I got to do it last year with with uh, Third Day on the yeah. farewell tour. I and used to
0: nanny for the Powells. You ready for that? Yeah. Oh, 20, really? 25 years ago. Wow. I was their nanny back well, in Georgia.
1: Mac is a great guy. He and is. he invited us to play. And that was, I mean, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But doing, it, doing your own show, I wasn't nervous at all until I walked into that room at three o'clock the other day and stepped on that stage yeah. and instantly kind of like this like stomach, like nerves. Yeah. Like I was just like butterflies. And I was like, what am I, whoa, what am I doing here? You know, yeah. but just like standing there, just like, it was cool. It was like standing there where all these legends have played. And you think about all the songs that have been written, all the work that's been put into their craft, you know, to get to do that. It's. I mean, it was such an honor. But then I was like, while I was standing there, I was like, God was going, you get to talk about me. Mm. So that was even cooler. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool for me to stand on that stage and talk about what God's done in my life. That was the best thing.
0: What are some other rooms around the country or around the world that you that you're like I can't Ooh. wait to play that or that I felt a similar I, thing that I I to play the Hollywood
1: Bowl. Yeah. I would love Come to Come on, let's want, go. The Hollywood play, Bowl. I mean, you know speak I'm gonna go, I want to start speaking this in that. The uh I want to do Tabernacle in Atlanta. I'd yeah. love to play there. I'd like to do my own show at Bridgestone. So okay, just go ahead and say that. Yeah, why not? That um, feels,
0: to be fair, that feels real doable.
1: Well, I feels like that's maybe. Yeah. But you know, I honestly, those are like the ones, like yeah. I've gotten to do the Opry, which was a huge. I mean, that's yeah. an honor every time you get to be on that stage. And like I said, guys just been so good to me. Like, I I'm just taking it one step at a time. Like, yeah. I'll mess it up if I start trying to 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 do it.
0: So. Yeah. I would love to talk about the CMAs. Here's the funny thing. You and I are sitting here before you perform. This comes out the day after. Does it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's (laughs) just act like it went good. Let's talk about how great the CMAs went. Tell me. I mean, when you got that phone call. Not talk about.
1: Did you mess up the lyrics to your own song?
0: (laughs) With Dolly Parts. Did you fall?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That'd be terrible.
0: All right. Tell me about the day you got that phone call. Was that like, oh, this is casual? Or were you like, whoa?
1: No, it was, it was, whoa. It was, uh, it was crazy because I was—I have a trip to Israel, the oh. morning after the CMAs.
0: <gasps> have you been before?
1: Never been. Oh, and, brother! I know. I can't. And I'm, I'm leading worship in like all these oh, land, yeah. landmark places. Like,
0: yeah, you're gonna be done for. So, it's so good.
1: We actually—I was actually supposed to be there already for the on the day of the CMAs. Oh. And so we got the phone call, and it was like, "Wait a minute! We already have our flights booked." Yeah. We spent a lot of time trying yeah. to get all this worked out, and I'm—I'm I'm supposed to be there, like leading a trip with. Uh, Willie and Corey Robertson.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So then we had to call and explain that, and they yeah. were like, "Do your thing, huge your opportunity." So we re- redid it all and got our flights rebooked, and so now it's like, now I'm just like, did we really just like get asked to play at the CMAs? And yeah, it's crazy. I mean that's
0: like mainstream for real. Yeah, you're singing about Jesus with Dwight. It Carton. is.
1: I can't wait. Like it's
0: go back and so tell cool. 2011 Zach Williams. He's not going to believe you.
1: No. 2015 or 16 or last year, Zach Williams wouldn't believe <laughs> you. <laughs> Honestly, like I would have been like, you're nuts. But no, it's really it's, – it's cool. It's, I mean, it's such a huge opportunity to be yeah. on that stage and share that message.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have tattoos? Mm-hmm. There's a place in Israel – I'm just going to send it to you – where they have all sorts of old icons, mm-hmm. like pieces from – Jesus' time. Yeah. That, that's what. That's the only thing they tattoo on you, just in really? case you want to tattoo while you're in Jerusalem.
1: Oh, that's cool. They're
0: super rad. Okay, and they're all like you know five thousand year old pieces, and I mean they're nice. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: I'll okay. Get, I'll,
0: well, I'll get it to you. Cool. Um, it's really cool. I someone told me before I've been twice. Someone told me before I went the first time, reading the Bible goes from black and white to color, and I was like, I I grew up a Christian. That's yeah. fine. I, I believe you, but I like know the Bible story, so I'm mm-hmm. fine nope it is i
1: know that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping like i've heard it will change your life
0: yeah i mean i don't want to be the girl who gives you like a thousand expectations and, and it only hits three of them but there is just something when you're standing at the temple and you're like jesus was here mm-hmm. like actual jesus was actually here it, it is it, it shocks it shocked my system wow and some really fast and you're going with great people that's yeah, so. gonna be fun yeah that's that is quite a week for you sir I'd yeah. like to play the CMAs and then immediately go to Israel. <laughs>
1: it's <was> pretty crazy. <laughs> then I get a break and I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah, be for the awesome. rest of the year? Till March. Bull. I cannot wait. It's gonna be so awesome. What are you gonna do? Actually, um I'm, I'm gonna take a bunch of song in January and February. Yeah. We got a bunch of guys that I've wanted to write with for a while that again, it's just God's opened the doors for some things to happen and it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And get to sleep in a little bit
1: get to sleep in a little bit and then I'll probably be looking for something to do by January. <laughs> right. Cuz my wife's going to be like you have get messed out of the you house. Have Messed everything here. up. <laughs> That's right. I can't do anything, you know, can't That's get right. these kids to do nothing, so.
0: How many do y'all have?
1: We have 4. Okay. And she homeschools the two youngest, so. Okay. And the bad thing is is they're on my schedule. Mm-hmm. So if we're up late, they sleep in yeah. late and she's like I just need you to go somewhere. Go do something. <laughs> go find something to do. So I've been I've been working on filling my calendar for you know a few days a week with some
0: songwriters. Okay, well if you ever want to co host a podcast, I'm easy to find. Okay. Just come up here, let's get some people. You, you, if That'd you're like, Annie, I'm so bored. Yeah. I need something to do tomorrow. I'll be like, well, all right, Zach, let's go That'd for another awesome. round. <laughs> we'll bring somebody in. That'd be cool. Um
1: sorry. Okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting do you we're want not a live. Water? <laughs> and the whole time I've been holding that cough thinking. Oh, God.
0: Look, I got a water right here. Thinking we're live and this is going so good. I don't want to I Oh my gosh, bless your bones. Do you need yeah, a water? You to Kanye it, in? No, I'm go Listen, I need you to pull your microphone back around because I want to talk to you about this. You want to talk to Kanye?
1: I said, let's get him in. We'll co-host okay. that.
0: I'm scared by myself, but I'm not scared if you're here. Come on. Okay, here's the word. So for anybody who gets has a connection to Kanye, Zach Williams and I will like to interview him.
1: Yeah, let's do it. We'll
0: do it. What's your first question? I gotta. Pra- I need to see if you're any good at this, so I need you to tell me your first question. Oh, Kanye I, Well, West. I didn't
1: know I was gonna actually have a question for you.
0: Well, that's gonna show whether you're really good at this or not.
1: Oh, my first question. It um, has to be
0: your first one. Just what's one you want to ask? You
1: just put me on the spot. You're fired. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I, don't I'm what, I don't know. I'm calling Mac Powell. Forget ask. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and me and Kanye are sitting in here. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask him. What Bible story stands out to you the most? That's what I want to start hearing him talk about. I have really enjoyed, maybe, hearing him talking about his experience. Mm -hmm. I want to hear him talk about Jesus outside of his experience.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, just looking at, I mean, if he can't relate to the Saul and Paul experience, Mm -hmm. then... Goodness gracious.
0: Man, I have never watched something from a distance. I don't know yeah. the guy at all yet until we interview him. But I've never watched something at a distance. I thought, I bet this is Saul and Paul-like because people are mad like it's Saul to Paul.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, But I mean, if God can't save Kanye, then God can't save Zach Williams. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Same. It's He's no different.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. That'll be a great interview. I'm looking yeah, forward to that. I'm glad you're it. available until March. That gives us five months to set that it happen. up. I I'm can't here. tell you how many people DM'd me. We have people who ask all the time for a particular artist or whoever. And so you people have been asking for you for a while. Really? But yes, man. Yeah. But how many people DM'd me thinking I could just make a phone call and get Kanye? I was like, y'all, pump the brakes. I ain't got that kind of power. Yeah, well. Zach, thank you for doing this today. Thank, thank you. I appreciate it. Our right, last question we always ask. Oh, okay. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what you do for fun.
1: What is fun? Oh, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, that's, uh, you can go. We there. love to go. We love to go like to Gatlinburg and get a cabin. Mm-hmm. We love anything like in the mountains, like yeah. the scenery. So, last couple of years, we've gone to Canada and gotten a cabin. This year, we've gone to Gatlinburg a couple times. Yeah. And then I, I honestly, this may sound weird, but fun for me is cooking. Yeah, like, I literally that's not love weird. love it. Like yeah. it's therapy. I don't know why. It's a lot of it's because I'm OCD, mm-hmm. and I just love like prepping yeah, everything. Everything's in its right place. I like having it all, like it's a cooking show, and yeah. I can just like grab my stuff <laughs> and put it all in there. And uh, for me, that's just fun, like yeah. that. And and I just love what's well, like writing a song. I, I love to share something I made with somebody and just see what they think. Like yeah. like I want to know what you think about this. Like, yeah. do you like my food or do you like my song? Like that's just something I just I love it so.
0: So when we get Kanye in here, will you bring like a little some? Can you? Will you be in charge of the snacks? I'll get the Chick Fil A. No, you got to cook it. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. I know it's a song, but if you're the my, chef it's of my this, my
1: kids right now love that song. I, they love it's that song.
0: The silliest. I respect it is, it, but it it's is, funny. But
1: I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know.
0: It's I, it's a great Instagram caption. People yeah. are using it up one side and down the other as yeah. an Instagram caption about their their significant I think, others. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I need you can bring Chick Fil A, but I also would like for you to like make something that impresses him. We're gonna have to impress him a little bit. Okay, thank you. I figure that out. Appreciate your commitment to that. You've got a month at least. You've got <laughs> well, to go. If you to call Israel. me and you
1: tell me you're doing an interview. I will. I will whip something up.
0: Okay, done. I
1: will make. We will. We will cook it here.
0: What? Let me tell you what everyone who's listening knows, including our friend that's with us. I'm going to make this happen now. <laughs> now we will figure it out. Okay, I'm about it. I was scared to do it by myself. I'm zero percent scared with you with you involved. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Friends, isn't he just the best? Uh I love when we meet someone in person who ends up being as cool, if not cooler than we thought they would be before we knew them. I'm so thrilled. And listen, if y'all know Kanye, He's spinning around in our circle. Zach and I want to interview him. Get him to us. You know how to find me. I'm embarrassingly easy to find. And Zach's incredibly easy to find as well. So get him to us and we'll send him down. We want to be the first podcast that gets to talk to Kanye. So if you know him, send him our way. And make sure you grab a copy of Zach's new album, Rescue Story. It is... As you heard me say in the show, it is incredibly good. I have just really enjoyed listening to it. And also, I'm just a fan of the music of the people that we like. And so I like this music even more now because I like the dude even more now. So make sure you follow Zach on social media. Tell him thanks for being on the show, how much you enjoyed it. And get us Kanye, people. Get us Kanye. Um, If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. F as in find him. Find Kanye for us, (laughs) any uptowns, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And again, make sure you grab a copy of Zach's album, Rescue Story, and follow him on social media. I follow him, and I think it's a really fun follow. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same, and we will see you back here on Thursday.